children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children Welcome to Children's Bible Journey, with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up, but let's get today's program started by singing praises to our awesome God.
sure makes your heart feel happy. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible and Living Sound.
temple is finished. A temple of gold and silver. Solomon has a fabulous palace. We're at peace with other nations. Prosperity and happiness is ours. Oh, I'm surely glad I'm living right now. True, my dear wife, true. But prosperity and happiness can end. And it's very apt to if Solomon isn't careful. Why? What's Solomon done now? Done? He's allied himself with idolatrous nations, married idol-worshipping wives, placed himself directly in the paths of temptation. Oh, they couldn't possibly turn him away from worshipping the true God. He'll convert them, not they him. Did you hear the news? What news? About King Solomon. He married another wife? No. He's yielded to the influence of one he already has. He's built an altar and shrine to her heathen false god. Oh, I... I still don't believe that any woman, wife or otherwise, can turn King Solomon away from worshipping and obeying the true God of Israel. Mark my word, this is just the beginning. Solomon isn't as strong of purpose as his father was. sad day for Israel. Not only has King Solomon completely forsaken the God of Israel and is worshipping the gods and idols of his wives, but he has led the people of Israel into the same sins. Ah, sad day for Israel. I am king. I have court today. I, I'm far too busy to go with you. Oh, but you have to, my husband and lord. Today is the time of service to the god of love and fertility. But I... I can't quite bring myself to enter into all the rites. They seem degrading. Ah, the god of love and fertility must be served if thy seed is to prosper and fill the earth. Well, all right, my dear. I'll go with you. Ah, my darling husband... Today's the day of sacrifice. You must go with me, my lord. But, but human sacrifice, I, I can't quite get used to it. Your God demands sacrifices, and so does ours. I can't see a bit of difference. Anyway, we sacrifice only babies. You, you do love me, don't you? Well, of course. But... Then prove it, my lord. Join me in the worship of my God. All right. I've gone this far. I may as well go all the way. Oh, I told you it was a sad day for Israel. Solomon has turned completely away from God. He worships idols. Think of it, idols. He permits human sacrifices and enters into the most degrading rites of heathenism. It's revolting. It's more than revolting. Where once we had peace, we now have revolt and rebellion. Adversaries are arising everywhere. Revolution breaks out here and there. Ah, oh, Israel. Poor, unguided Israel. You may approach the throne, Hadad of Edom. Pharaoh will hear you. Long live Pharaoh, king of all Egypt. My scribe said you have a special request to make. Oh, I have indeed, your majesty. His majesty knows how I and a few of my servants escaped from Edom when Joab, the general of King David's army, destroyed all the male Edomites. I came here, and his majesty graciously gave me and my servants sanctuary. 
I was then but a child. Many years have gone by. Now I'm a man, and I must pay my debt to Edom and, and take revenge upon Israel. My dear Hadad, King David is dead. So is Joab, his general. It's too late for revenge. I ask only that his majesty let me depart Egypt and go to my own country. You are free to go and come as pleases you, but... Uh, you married my wife's sister. We're all fond of you and your son, my grandson, Ginubeth. He is as one of my own sons. And uh, what lack you here in Egypt? What more can you want? Nothing, Your Majesty. Nevertheless, I beg permission to go to my own country and raise up an army to take my revenge upon Israel. <sighs> permission granted. <laughs> You have stood by me all these years. David, the king of Israel, slew most of our countrymen at Eliada many years ago. Since then, we have become strong here in Damascus, strong enough to inflict serious injury to Israel. It is true that David now is dead. So is his general, Joab. But David's son, Solomon, reigns on Israel's throne. I say, let us go to Israel. Let us harass him and his people. Am I not Jeroboam? You are my son. I am more than your son. I'm about well, to be... Well, a son gets so almighty important to himself that he denies his mother, then it's time... I don't he... deny he was my mother. I'm merely saying that I am somebody in my own right. When Solomon rebuilt Milo and repaired the city wall, who did he depend on? Who did he make overseer? Me. Why? Because I could be depended on. I was industrious. I was a man of valor. You still are, my son. I'm the first I am a stronger man than Solomon himself. I have more principle. I'm more courageous. I should be king instead of Solomon. Son! That is sacrilegious. I forbid you to say such things, even to think... But I am going to be king. The Lord God himself said so. The Lord God of Israel? The Lord appeared to you and told you that? No, not exactly. <sighs> That's what I thought. But the Lord's servant, his prophet, did appear and tell me I'd be king. The prophet Ahijah? Yes, mother. Ahijah met me on the roadway. He wore a new garment and tore it in 12 pieces. And you know what he did with those 12 pieces? No. He said that they represented the 12 tribes of Israel. And he gave 10 of them to me. He said I would be king over those 10 tribes. Why didn't he give you all twelve? God is reserving some for the posterity of David. For David was a man after God's own heart. These things are true? Yes, mother. When are you going to be king? The prophet Ahijah said it would be after the death of Solomon. But I, uh, I don't think I'll wait for Solomon's death. I'll gather together an army and take the ten tribes now. They're mine and I'm going to have them. You say that Jeroboam is starting a revolt? A revolution against me? Yes, sire. But he's nobody, the son of one of my servants. I know, sire. But nonetheless, he attempts to wrest the crown from you. Oh, trouble, trouble, trouble. That's all I've had since I... since I forsook the God of Israel. Yes, sire. But it's too late now. The deed is done. 
I must take steps to correct it. Tell the general to gather together an army and do away with Jeroboam and his band. Also, while he's at it, have the general do something about Rezin from Damascus and Hadad the Edomite. Yes, Your Majesty. Without delay. Yes, Your Majesty. Long live the king. I've lived a long life. I've accomplished many great things, but I've made even greater mistakes, committed greater sins. If I have done all these things, yet have not been forsaken by God, how blessed would I have been if I had remained true and faithful. But what can I do about it now? I am old, about to die. continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Hey, Hannah, you about ready for bed? Mom, I'm mad. At whom? God. Do you think he minds? <laughs> He's probably used to it. What's the problem? The fall festival banquet at school is just two days away, and I'm catching a cold. I know I am because my head hurts and my throat feels like I swallowed sandpaper. Oh, dear. Let me make you some warm herbal tea. Mom, I prayed and asked God to help me not be sick this year like I was last year. But did he hear me? No. Wait a minute. Didn't you go to school without your jacket yesterday? I hate my jacket. Nobody wears that style anymore. And didn't I see you eating ice cream and cake two nights in a row before you went to bed? Mom, I'm a growing girl. I need nourishment. And didn't I remind you to wash your hands after we came back from shopping on Monday? Hey, I hadn't been playing in the dirt. No, but you had been pushing a shopping cart where I told you flu viruses love to wait for their next victim. So God isn't powerful enough to protect me from cold winds, ice cream, and shopping carts? He sure is. He's also loving enough not to interfere when we do dumb things that make us sick. He gives us freedom, but he doesn't reward us when we choose to do what we know can do us harm. Prayer is a two-way street. We have to do our part. Okay, okay, I get what you're saying. I didn't do my part. Well, I'm going to do mine. You just lay back and I'll bring you some tea. And you might want to thank God for allowing you the freedom to learn from your mistakes. Thanks, Mom. Jesus wants to be our friend. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with Him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Today's story shows you how great it is to have a pet and how sad it can be when a pet disappears. While Jenny and her friend Natalie search for clues about what happened to Butterscotch, Jenny learns some important lessons about forgiveness. Chapter 9. Going Fishing 
With that, Jenny whirled around and pushed her way through the people crowded around to watch the pet show. She walked as fast as she could until she bumped headfirst into someone. Oomph, the man groaned. Jenny? Jenny looked up slowly. It was her father, and by the look on his face, Jenny could tell that he'd heard what she had said to Tevin. Hi, Dad, she said softly. She tried to smile, but it felt as if her face might crack, so she gave up. Jenny, what just happened here? Dad asked, as he took her arm and led her away from all the people. They walked over to where he'd parked his car, and he leaned up against the fender. Okay, tell me what's going on. Who is that with Dee Dee, and why did you treat him so badly? Because it's his fault, Jenny burst out before she could help herself. It's all his fault that Butterscotch disappeared. If it wasn't for his nasty dog, Butterscotch would be here right now, and we'd be taking home the blue ribbon. You should have seen her, Dad. I had her coat so shiny, and I spent an entire week studying everything there is to know about cats. Ask me a question, any question. Dad held up his hands. Whoa, slow down. First of all, I realize how disappointed you must be, Jenny, and how sad you are that Butterscotch is gone. But do you think that the way you're acting would make Jesus happy? Jenny was silent for a moment. Of course not, she thought. Jesus would never have said that to Tevin. Jesus would have been friendly and happy. He would have introduced Natalie to Dee Dee and Tevin. Then maybe they would have all watched the pet show together. No, Jenny said slowly, her eyes studying the pavement. No, I don't think the way I'm acting would make Jesus happy. Jenny, Daddy said, you need to forgive Tevin. Jenny looked up, her eyes wide in surprise. But Dad, I already forgave Tevin when he asked me to. Honey, when we forgive someone, we also forget what they did. He took Jenny by the shoulders and turned her around so that she was facing the shoebox go fish booth. The Bible says that Jesus took our sins and threw them into a big sea. And do you know what? Jenny shook her head. Her father pointed to the little boy trying to get his fishing line to drop over the other side of the counter where Maria waited to attach his prize. He tells us not to go fishing. Jenny looked up at her father. You mean that remembering what Tevin did is like fishing for the sin? Jenny's dad nodded. Exactly. And Jesus doesn't want us to go fishing around with our old sins. He forgets about them, and we should too. Dad bent down and looked in Jenny's eyes. And honey, that's what you need to do with Tevin. I will, Jenny promised. Dad stood up and looked over at the pet show. Look at that, he chuckled. Sammy and Whispers have won the pet show. Why don't you go over and congratulate him, he suggested. And maybe while you're over there, you could apologize to Tevin. Jenny looked over at Sammy, surrounded by people telling him what a good job he'd done. Right next to him was Tevin and Dee Dee. Yes, she decided, that's just what I'll do. Thanks, Dad, Jenny said. I will. The next week in the shoebox, everyone arrived early. They spent the time talking about family day. Did you see Pastor Hill at the dunk tank, Chris asked? He really got wet. As the other kids talked about their favorite parts, Jenny sat quietly in the back. Mrs. Shue came up behind her and laid her hands on Jenny's shoulders. How are you doing today, Jenny, she asked. Not as good as they are, Jenny said. Then she told Mrs. Shue about butterscotch and everything. Your mother mentioned this, Mrs. Shue admitted, but I didn't know that butterscotch was found and then lost again. I'm sorry. I'm afraid I didn't act much like Jesus this week, Jenny said sadly. Oh, I don't know about that, Mrs. Shue said. You are learning how to forgive people's debts or sins against you the way Jesus forgives our debts or sins against him. She smiled brightly. I think you're looking more and more like Jesus every day. Jenny felt herself smile back. It was the first real smile that she could remember smiling since the day Butterscotch disappeared. Thanks, Mrs. Shue, she said. Can I have your attention, everyone? 
Mrs. Shu asked as she walked to the front. It's time to begin. Before we open this week's lesson, can anyone remember what we learned last week? We learned about the unforgiving servant, Willie said, and about forgiveness. Mrs. Shu nodded. Did anyone give or experience forgiveness this week? Jenny wasn't sure she wanted to talk about Tevin and Butterscotch. Sammy spoke up first. I did, he said softly. Jenny leaned forward so that she could hear every word he said. Sammy looked around the shoebox. You know that my cat whispers and I won a blue ribbon at the family day pet show. Well, I put it in a special box and set it on the kitchen table. My grandfather didn't know it was in there, and he threw it away by accident. Jenny gasped. He threw away the beautiful blue ribbon? Jenny thought about the bare space on her own wall at home. I know how Sammy must feel. Awful. Grandfather asked me to forgive him, Sammy continued. At first, I didn't feel as if I could, but he didn't mean to throw the ribbon away. It was an accident. I told Grandfather that I forgave him, but I was still angry with him. Then I said a prayer to Jesus to take the angry feeling away and help me to really forgive Grandfather as the king forgave the servant. Sammy looked around the room, and he did. That made Jenny think hard, especially about Tevin. I need to do what Sammy did, she decided. Dear Jesus, she prayed silently, please help me to feel real forgiveness toward Tevin, even though he tried to take butterscotch away. Amen. When their lesson was over, Jenny sat in her chair thinking, what if I took one of my blue hair ribbons, maybe that really pretty one I found in the garage, and a gold belt buckle and made a blue ribbon? Maybe with a little glue and some help from Mom, it would be nice enough to give to Sammy to replace his lost one. The more she thought about it, the more excited she got. Won't Sammy be surprised? As Jenny searched for the ribbon at home that night, she packed up the last of Butterscotch's old battered toys into a cardboard box and carried them to the hall closet. If I put them in here, they will be less likely to remind me of Butterscotch. Maybe I should throw them away. What if, someday, I decide to get a kitten? A kitten would probably enjoy playing with the toys as much as Butterscotch had. Jenny held the box above her head and strained to reach the top shelf of the closet. Before she managed to push it up there, she heard a strange sound. It sounded like, meow. Jenny shook her head fiercely. It's bad enough that I dream about Butterscotch all the time. Now I'm starting to hear her, too. She walked back into her room. Blam! Something hit the screen on her window like a rock. you have heard today is a chapter of the shoebox kids book three jenny's catnapped cat written by celeste perino walker edited and created by jerry d thomas and used with permission from the pacific press publishing association if you're interested in any other books published by the seventh day adventist church please visit adventistbookcenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955 This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come, please let the children come.
Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Life Talk Radio at lifetalk.net.